This is Tim Bryan, pastor of Lifeway Apostolic Church, and this is our podcast. Thank you for joining us today. My prayer is that this message will inspire, build your faith, and draw you closer to Jesus Christ. Enjoy this message. Everybody say amen. Amen, amen, amen. Let's go to the word of the Lord here today, and let's go to Matthew chapter number 15. I I don't plan to, uh, if you stand with me as we read this, that would be, that would be awesome. Matthew chapter number 15. And um, I will confess to you that many times I get in this pulpit and the message is not complete. Um, I, 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 I dig in things. In fact, if you've been around the last few weeks that um, I spoke, taught, or preached on the same subject for three weeks three weeks and uh, until God exhausts it then that's we're going to keep on preaching it I told a minister on Wednesday night at camp I said sometimes well a lot of things in the word of God are worth repeating over and over um, I will say this the the, the vision of this church uh, and the uh, direction of this church is to, is one's basic statement is to know him come on somebody finish that up with me and to make him known and that's what we come to do today is to know him better so we can make him known better. Amen. And I want to minister today um, on this subject, what stops Jesus? What stops Jesus? Now that title may make no sense once I'm done with this message, but we're going to go towards that, that direction. Matthew chapter number 15, verse number 21. And Jesus went thence. And departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me. Somebody say, Have mercy. Have you ever asked the Lord, Have mercy upon me? You ever done that in your prayer? <laughs> God, forgive me. Have mercy upon me. Uh, I can see walking into the courtroom of the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy. Thank you. So she cries out to him and says, have mercy upon me. You know what? Let's stop here. This reminds me of blind Bartimaeus. There we go. Okay. O Lord, thou son of David. Sounds like another story in the Bible. There's interesting, there's certain statements that get God's attention. But they're not just statements. They got to come from someplace. They got to come from in here. And they have to be filtered through faith, which we'll get to here in just a moment. O Lord, thou son of David, my daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. But he answered her not a word. Rude. <laughs> but he answered her not a word, and his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. But he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. First she said, have mercy upon me. And then she's pleading, saying, Lord, help me. How many ever prayed that kind of prayer before? Help me, Lord. I've turned everywhere. I need you to help me. 
My tensions of all this world has got me nowhere. Let me turn my attention to you. Help me in a state of perhaps complete exhaustion. She cries out to the Lord. The disciples said, Lord, send her away. Then she came and worshiped and said, Lord, help me in verse number 26. But he answered and said, it, this gets kind of rude here now. It is not meat to take the children's table, children's bread, and to cast it to the dogs. And she said, truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from the master's table. And then verse number 28, then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, now men, I do not, ex I do not expect you to call your wife woman. But the Lord got away with some things in his scripture because of who he is. He can speak directly to us and call us for who we are, right? O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Somebody say amen. Amen. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. I'm going to turn your attention to another verse of scripture. And we'll come back to Matthew. Genesis chapter number 17. Genesis chapter number 17. I wanted to say this, and this may come across a little more teaching than preaching here today. Um, I'm going to restrain myself until we, unless the Lord unrestrains me here to preach. But the Bible teaches us and shows us that the phrase children of Israel, and I looked this up, that phrase or the connotation of that phrase, children of Israel or his children, uh, the children of Israel, is mentioned over 3,000 times in the Bible. That phrase or that connotation, the, the identity of, of who the children of Israel is. And we're going to look at Genesis chapter number 17 and understand a little bit where perhaps this started. When Abram, verse number one, and when Abram was 99 years old, everybody say, that's old. There's nobody in here, I don't think, that age. But the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the Almighty God. I love it when the Lord identifies himself as saying he's the Almighty. He does that to remind us that he is still on the throne. Walk before me and be thou perfect, and I will make my covenant between me and thee, and will multiply thee exceedingly. And Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me. Behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of many nations. Neither shall, man, that just scripture just hit me. I told you this message wasn't complete. Everybody say many nations. <laughs> this just got gooder. I always know when a message is not complete, when I read the word of God out loud, God just kind of fills the blanks. Neither shall thy name anymore be called Abram. But thy name shall be called Abraham, for the forefather of many nations have I made thee. This is so good. And I will make thee exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of thee, and kings shall come out of thee. What a promise. And I will establish my covenant between me and thee and thy seed after thee and, and their generations for an everlasting covenant to be a God unto thee and to thy seed after thee. 
And I will give unto thee and to thy seed after thee the land wherein thou art a stranger. This keeps getting gooder and gooder because you don't know the end of the message. This is incredible. And I will give unto thee the seed of thy after thee and, and wherein thou art a stranger out of the land of Canaan. Somebody say Canaan. For an everlasting possession. And I will be their God. And God said unto Abraham, I'm going to keep on reading here, Thou shalt keep my covenant, therefore, thou and thy seed after thee in their generation. This is my covenant, which ye shall keep between me and you and thy seed after thee. Every man child among you shall be circumcised, and ye shall circumcise the flesh of your foreskin. And that shall be a token of the covenant between me and you. And he that is eight years old shall be circumcised among you, every man child in your generations. He that is born in this house or in the house or brought or bought with money of any stranger, which is not of thy seed. He that is born in thy house and he that is bought with thy money must needs be circumcised. My covenant, somebody say my covenant, shall be in your flesh for an everlasting covenant. And the uncircumcised man-child whose flesh of his foreskin is not circumcised, the soul shall be cut off from his people. He hath broken my covenant. I want to preach to you today about what stops Jesus. Look to your neighbor and say, what stops Jesus? And I'm going to try in my best here today to give you a, a kind of an understanding of the Word of God. From the book of Genesis up to the book of Matthew and beyond. So bear with me for a moment. I'm not, I'll be reference a few scriptures here, but I, I just want to give you an understanding. When God made Adam and Eve and put them in the garden, we preached about that a few weeks ago. He put them in the garden to dress it and to keep it, to maintain it, to, 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 to go forth and multiply God had set an agenda in order. He wanted to have a relationship with his people that he created. And God, through a process of time, through the flood, he began to have a relationship with a certain type of people. People that were set apart for him. And when it comes time to Abraham in the book of uh, Genesis chapter number 16 and 17, we find that man got in the way of God's agenda for a moment. Sarah said, I want to have a child, and we, 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 we need to have a child, so, so uh, uh, Abraham, won't you take my servant Hagar and have a child, and, and we understand what happened when, when they began to take it under their own power, and she had, uh, Hagar had a child named Ishmael, God had departed, but Abram was 99 years old, and Sarah was up there in years, and but the Lord had promised a child unto Sarah, and she acted on her own will, and it's something that God did not bless. And Ishmael was not blessed of God in the same fashion that another young man would come to be blessed by. Now, the Bible does say that out of Abraham, the nations would be blessed. We find that Ishmael was the start of the Middle East nation. And it is the start of the Islamic nation that we understand here today. But the Lord also provided a child. 
unto Abraham and Sarah, and his name was Isaac. This started the bloodline of what Jesus wanted to, to, or the Lord wanted to bless, that wanted to keep close to him. And we find Isaac being uh, coming on the scene, and Isaac had a son by the name of, you guys are there, okay. We need to go back to exploring God's word. Here we go. Had a, had a young man by the name of Jacob. And Jacob had a wrestle match with an angel. He had a wrestle match with an angel, and he said, God, I will not let go until you bless me. And the Lord blessed him, smote him in the hollow of his thigh, and he walked different, and he had a name change. And his name became, thus the children of Israel is birthed. The children of Israel at that time is birthed. And in that nation of the children of Israel, God began to speak to his people. God began to maintain that covenant with his people. He began to speak to them and build a relationship. And, and we find in the book of Exodus that the people, the children of, of Israel, we find that they, they were in a place of Egypt and God provided a way out, a way of escape. He began to get them out of Egypt, took them through the wilderness. And when all these things happened, all in the book of Genesis and Exodus, and God continued to speak to the children of Israel. It was a covenant relationship with these people. It was a desire that was deep within him that I want a people that can call me my, their, their Lord and I want to have people that I can call my children. I mean, Old Testament is, uh, is, 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 I shouldn't say polluted, but it's, it's, it's engraved in the relationship of the children of Israel and their God. The Lord sends prophets to speak to the children of Israel. He sends things to get their attention. He sends wars and, and things that come up. Kings are, are put in place out of the... He, he, he loved the children of Israel so much that when they cried for a king, he gave them a king. Even though he said, I don't want you to have a king. He said, but I will give you a king, but you'll regret it. So they gave them a king because he loved them. And he heard their cry. And he wanted to have a relationship with him. We find throughout all of the Old Testament, it is about when the Lord begins to build a relationship. And we find in the book of Malachi, it ends. The Old Testament is uh, exiting off the stage, if you will. And then we have 400 years of silence. Somebody say silence. Where the Lord did not speak to anybody. And we find that the Lord says, okay, it's time for me to show up. The people are ready. The people that I long to have a relationship with, have, 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 they've, they've exhausted all the other possibilities. The Roman Empire had built up. The, the, the different conquering nations began to, to take charge. And, and the children of Israel were like, where is God? We find that the book of Matthew, Matthew wrote the book, if you do any study, that Matthew was written specifically for the Jews. The book of Matthew is written to the Jews, for the Jews. Somebody say, to the Jews, and say, for the Jews. Are you still following me here today? We find that, that John the Baptist came on the scene. 
And the Lord told him, you're going to preach something. He says, you're going to preach that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Who was he preaching that to? He was preaching that to the Jewish nation. He was telling them the relationship that your forefathers had is about to be restored. Somebody say amen. He says, I'm coming to restore the very thing that you have lost, the very thing that you have been longing for, the very thing that you have been reading about in the Old Testament, the very thing that you've been teaching your children that once was so far long ago, that the very thing that uh, that uh, Moses talked about, the very thing that you teach your children that Abraham talked about, that Isaac and Jacob talked about, the very thing that the laws of the Old Testament did, God is going to come and fulfill the promise that he has already stated he would do in the Old Testament. We find ourselves, if you want to turn with me to Matthew chapter number 10, find that this scripture speaks to us, I believe, this is an instruction to the disciples. Are you still with me here today? All right, we're going to get somewhere, but he, we need to get to Matthew chapter number 10. The Bible says that when he had called unto him his 12 disciples, he gave them power against unclean He gave the 12 disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sicknesses and all manner of disease. Now the names of the 12 apostles are these, Simon, Peter, Andrew, James, John, Philip, Bartholomew, Thomas, Matthew, James, Alphaeus, Labius, and, uh, and whose surname was Thaddeus, Simon the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. These twelve Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go, everybody say go. Go not into the way of the Gentiles. Hear me right now. The Lord was about to step foot on earth. Or he did step foot on earth and his first instructions to disciples, it says, don't go to the Gentiles. Now, this is very important. Very important. And into any city, it may say any city, of the, of the Samaritans, you don't go there. Now, that's kind of rude. Look to your neighbor and say, that's kind of rude. But he said, go rather. Rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. The Lord's purpose when he came down to this earth, he laid his feet upon the ground and he came and rose up as a child and, and, and came to, he came to seek first the restoration of his covenant. Hear me right now. The first thing that the Lord said to do, we got to restore the kingdom of Israel. We can't help anybody else until we restore the covenant. As a saint of God, somebody that's building a relationship with God, you can't help anybody else until you yourself restore a covenant with the Lord Jesus Christ. 
or you will lead them astray. I said you will lead them astray if your covenant is not restored unto the Lord. First thing. My house and my home that we live in will not and cannot be saved if I am not saved. I, I truly believe that a father's place in a home is to lead his family to the Lord Jesus Christ. It is our ultimate duty to lead people to Jesus Christ, but we have to first restore order in our home or in our own life. I Forgive me for this kind of parallel kind of thing, but it, it really bothered me that I'm starting, all these debates are starting up now, all these different presidential debates, and, and no matter the subject matter of how to solve all the world's crisis and all these matters, and, and they can talk around it and talk around it and talk around it. But I began, I, I was on social media, I began to watch it, and I began to think about it, and I began to think, where are these, this position and that position, and, and where are this person at, and where is this person at? And I, and I began to think in my heart that they're missing one important thing. None of them talked about the covenant with Jesus Christ. The only way this world and the United States will be blessed is if we return to a lost love, which is Jesus Christ. I said we got to return to our first love, which is Jesus Christ. The nation of the United States will fall if we don't return to Jesus Christ. You can put any kind of policy. You can make any kind of law you want. You can put this in place and that in place. But if you negate the covenant of Jesus Christ and put that first, then nothing else makes sense. Nothing ever will make sense. All we will be doing is birthing another Ishmael. I said all we're doing is birthing another Ishmael. We wonder why we're losing nations. In our homes, in our lives, and maybe in your homes specifically here today, you may feel lost. You may feel like you don't have the answers. You may feel like you don't know what's up and what's down. But one thing that you have to admit you have to admit is that Jesus is the answer to all things and that only he can satisfy the longing of your soul and when you align yourself with the covenant of Jesus Christ and when you align yourself with the death, burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ God can then begin to order your steps. God then can begin to put things back into their proper place and when that covenant is restored and when that covenant is living and breathing in your life then things will begin to change. God came to restore a covenant with you. Many in this room, perhaps today, that you have lost that covenant with God. You have walked away. You may be looking the part, but you ain't living the part. Can I just be truthful? I don't think this world is looking for it. Just a, just a patty cake kind of preacher. We need authentic word of the Lord Jesus Christ here today. God is not come. God is not coming. 
to those that are rejecting him. He's coming to those that are seeking after him. The Bible says this, that the Lord will only respond to those that uh, the Lord will, will, will respond to those to those he reaches out to and he calls. The Bible teaches us that if he calls you and reaches out for you, then you are bid to come. When the king was in the courthouse, or in the courthouse, but he was in the courtroom, and they, they, they had to wait for the king to announce they came in before they can come in. You couldn't just bust down the doors and walk in and say, King, I'm here. You couldn't do that. You had to be announced. You had to be invited. So when you are in the presence of God and you feel the invitation of the Lord Jesus Christ and he says, welcome into my courtroom, I pray that you do not reject the calling of God because that invitation may not come again. There will be many, when all of us are called home to be with the Lord, there are many that will be calling on the Lord that day. After us, of the, the ones that, that, are, that are called out of this earth and those that are died and have gone on but yet are being called up to the Lord, there were many that will run to an altar and say, I remember, Lord, you calling me, and I rejected that call and I didn't listen. But the Lord I'm trying to tell you here today has come and he set foot on this earth to restore a covenant with you, and there is still an invitation for you to come to be invited into his covenant. Say, Pastor, that's a long way from what stops Jesus. But I wanted to give you an understanding of what the Lord wants to do in your life. And we find that Jesus came, the Bible goes on to say, in the, the, he said, but rather go, verse number 6 of Matthew 10, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go, somebody say, as you go, Preach this message, that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Preach that there is an invitation to the covenant. Preach that I have come to restore the thing that was lost. I come to you today to tell you there is an invitation from the presence of God that is calling out to the believers here today and says, I want to restore in you what we have lost. He says, preach the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He says in verse number 8, what does the kingdom of heaven do? He says, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils, freely have received, freely give. That's the kingdom of heaven. Provide neither gold nor silver nor brass in your purses nor script for your journey, neither two coats, neither shoes, nor yet stays, for the workman is worthy of his meat. And into whatsoever city or town you shall enter. Inquire who in it is worthy, and there abide till ye go thence. And when ye come into a house, salute it. And if the house be worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it not be worthy, let your peace return back unto you. Mm -hmm. Whosoever shall not receive you, nor hear your words, when you depart out of the house or the city, shake off the dust off your feet. For verily I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for the land of Solomon and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. That's powerful preaching right there. 
ain't got time to dissect that chapter for you today. But what I'm trying to say here today that, that Jesus came to restore a covenant uh, and he's bringing the kingdom of heaven to a place that was lost. Mm -hmm. Now, we jump to Matthew chapter number 17, I believe was where we first read. Was it 17? No, 15. Yes, 15. I got Genesis 17 and Matthew 17 and 15 mixed up. So we find ourselves with Jesus and a woman, Syrophoenician woman and her daughter. The story and Jesus went, Mark describes it this way, that Jesus went into a house to try to get away from the people. He's trying to get away from the crowd, so to speak. Perhaps his flesh was weak. And he wanted to get away from the crowd. How many just want to get away from the crowd every once in a while? And Jesus went thence and departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of, somebody say Canaan. Now let's define what Canaan is. She was not a Jew. Somebody say she was not a Jew. What did the Lord already establish? I've come to save the house of Israel. He says, you disciples, you're going to go, you're going to cast out devils in my name, you're going to heal the sick, and you're going to do it all in what? The house of Israel. Somebody say the house of Israel. It's the house of Israel that was going to be restored. God's mission was to restore the house of Israel first. Somebody say first. And behold, a woman came and came out of the same coast and cried unto him, have mercy upon me, O God, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. But he didn't answer her because he did not come to save the Canaanites first. He came to set order the house of Israel. Understand something today. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, send her away, Lord. She's coming upon us. She's pressing us. Send her away. She's not even supposed to be here. She's not even to be a part of the message here today. She is an outcast. She is not supposed to be at your feet because you said just a few chapters ago that, 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 that you've come to save Israel. And, I, and she's not a, a, a Jew, and you're not come to save her. He said, they said, send her away. But he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she wasn't going to give up. I said, she wasn't going to give up. I said, she wasn't going to give up. She said, I may not be a Jew, but I know who you are. He said, I may not. She said, I may be coming from a foreign country, but I know what you're about. And I know there's love in you. I know there's a peace in you. And I know there is mercy in your lips. She was a stranger in a foreign land. Jesus had her respond to her in kind. She said, she came and worshiped him and said, Lord, 
But he answered and said, it is not meat to take the children's bread. What is the children? The children of Israel. The house of Israel. I'm giving bread first to the house of Israel. It's not good for me to negate them and give and cast it to the dogs. Now, if you look up that word dog, it's not as dogmatic as you think it is. If you look up the definition in the Greek, it means a puppy dog. It means a puppy. Somebody say puppy dog. Some would say it is a reference of wild dogs, but I did not find that. But the Bible says in, in or the, the Greek, it says, or the Hebrew, it says that it was a puppy dog. He said, he said uh, but, but he answered and said, it is not me to take the children's bread who are sitting at the table that are being prepared for the re rebirth covenant that I'm here to restore. It's not good to take the food that I'm giving to the children and cast it to people that don't deserve it. Some would say that's a racist statement because she was from a foreign country and she was not a part. But the Lord was coming to establish something, establish the kingdom of Israel again. And he said, and she said, yeah, Lord, I know I know about the dogs, and I, I'm just a puppy dog. But she said, when a puppy dog is in the house, yet the dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. The Lord said, okay, I hear you. I understand what you're saying. I hear something beyond your words. I'm going to include you in the kingdom because you have become a father or a, a, a mother who has received one thing from Abraham. Abraham was the father of the... She became a descendant of Abraham because she had faith. You want to stop Jesus? Have some faith. You want to stop the Lord and minister to you? Have a little bit of faith in Jesus Christ. She said, I understand God that I'm just a puppy dog in the house of, of Jerusalem or in the house of the Jews. But I'm here to tell you today, God, that even the puppy dogs receive crumbs from the master's table. And the Lord's answered and said unto her, Woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole in that very hour because of the faith that she had. The Lord stopped his mission of setting the house of Israel in place. He stopped that his, his, his mission in that moment. Why? Why did he do that? Why did he stop that? Because she recognized the father Abraham who had faith. And he found faith in a woman who was not a Jew. So where does that leave us? if I can lay a parallel as I come to a close here is that many of us feel like we're on the outside looking in some of us feel like we don't fit in you ever walk into a room and you're the only person that, uh, that you just you don't know anybody you don't think nobody knows you and you're just kind of there and you don't fit in and you don't know that the, anybody in the room 
I've gone into restaurants and I go into people and get my hair cut. I like to find a place that I can build a relationship with somebody so somebody knows my name. I'm so thankful that I feel really popular when I walk into the bank every Monday, make the church deposit, and the manager goes, Hey, Tim, how you doing? Yes, I'm in the club. <laughs> somebody knows my name. I can walk over here. Yeah, I know the manager. You know, but it's another thing if I walked into that place and they knew who I was and they said, get out. That's what was happening to the, the Syrophoenician woman. She walked into the presence of the Lord and the disciples said, hey, we need to get her out of here. We need to move her on. But what stops Jesus' mission in his tracks is the when he has an appetite for faith. He has an appetite of love. He has an appetite to heal. He has an appetite to touch lives. He has an appetite that says, I will stop what I'm doing and stop the mission when I recognize the faith of Abraham. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. If you would like to know more information about our church, please check us out on Facebook at Lifeway Apostolic Church. May God richly bless you.